In a minute here, you're going to have the great opportunity to hear a man who's uh, near and dear to our heart here at Harmony, also near and dear to those who are at uh, First Baptist Church of Elmendorf, as Brother Raymond has been both an interim pastor here at this church and there at that church. Uh, Brother Raymond was the interim pastor when I first showed up here, and since then he served as a, a mentor for me. Uh, every now and then he'll call me and go, do you think it's time your church heard a good sermon? Because <laughs> if you think so, I'm ready to give one for you. So uh, he's here to share the word. He's here to uh, preach to you the, the message that God has given him. And he asked me to start off today by uh, reading this verse from Psalm 136, verses 1 through 7. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask that you'll be with Brother Raymond today. Father, we pray that while we hear his voice, that it is your word and your truth that touches our hearts and our minds. Father, we thank you for all the things that you've given us. We thank you for this man who has come to be your prophet. We love you, Lord. And in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Nicole, since I've been here last, I see y'all are speaking in tongues and raising your arms. <laughs> I just wonder, what, what is this church coming to? Mm, mm. I'm, I'm so thrilled to be with you on Thanksgiving because you are a people that I give thanks to often. Amen. You have meant so much to me and my wife, and uh, I always love to come here. I love to come to this church. And so we look at Psalm 136 today. And it helps us to be thankful. Now, I know not everybody here is having an easy life. And so, sometimes if we say Happy Thanksgiving, it may not be a very happy time in your life or in the life of your family. But we do pray that you will have a blessed Thanksgiving. Amen. Because it's amazing how... Even in the midst of great difficulties, the Lord will give you something to be thankful for. A friend of mine uh, two weeks ago called. He said, uh, uh, Pastor Raymond, please pray for us. Our house burned down last night and we lost everything. And then he said, But we are so thankful no one was hurt. Amen. Oh, I hope if my house burns down, I can have that kind of attitude. I surely do. And this, obviously, is a church of uh, great thanksgiving. I was thinking this morning, you know, one of the things I'm grateful for is that Luke is your pastor. Amen. I am so glad. I, I can remember the first Sunday he came here. And ever since, and for Nicole and Tyler and Jake. Jake's a great name for a little boy. I, I wish I had been a Jake, you know. So, Awenestius um, uh, 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 Hermanos Hermano this morning. 
see, see, I can speak a little. My, my, my trouble is I'll speak to somebody and I'll say, Oh, uh, uh, como esta, senor? And, and he'll just start talking in Spanish and I'm lost. <laughs> and so sometimes that's a, one of the one of the things that I'm that I'm so thankful for this morning is the Lord is with us even in the hard times. Amen. I never I never thought in my life that my son would have his daughter and son-in-law be living with them. But they are. And they have a baby. And all of a sudden, three people are added to your household. And I am so proud of my son and daughter-in-law. They have been so kind and gracious and welcoming. One of the sweetest things you can ever do for anybody is to welcome them. Amen. Even if who they are or what they are, whatever, is not exactly what you thought. When you welcome them, that is a wonderful witness for God. A wonderful witness. I was at the hospital one day and and I, I see you. Nurse came over and she said, uh, Oh, uh, chaplain, uh, please pray. Uh, my, my daughter is going to have a baby. I knew her daughter was in college and was not married. And what she was saying is, I'm fixing to be a grandmother. And I could have said, What? But instead, thank goodness, God gave me, and I said, oh, we're going to have a baby! And a big smile came out on her face. Yeah. And so, everywhere we go, remember that whatever and whoever, we can be accepting and loving and understanding, and all of a sudden, they will think about Jesus Christ and Christians in a much better way. Amen. Uh, we, since I saw you all last, we, we moved into the uh, uh, Morningside Meadows Retirement Apartments, which is a very nice place. And, uh, you know, you begin to meet people because you're there at breakfast and lunch and dinner and so forth. And so I, I met this couple and I could tell by the look on his face, he was, he was not a real happy person. And he said, uh, oh, you're another one of these preachers, aren't you? <laughs> and I thought, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His name is Jack. And so one day, I bought a watermelon at HEB, which I love to all summer. All summer, I've always got a watermelon cut in half in the icebox. Because when you come in, it's so wet and, and cold and great. And I got that watermelon, and on the way home, believe me, the Lord said, give some to Jack. Hmm. So the next day when I saw them, I said, Jack, I've, I, have, I have something for you. And after lunch, I'll bring it by your apartment. I brought that little old piece of watermelon, and you know, ever since then, 
He can't be nicer to me. <laughs> what am I saying? Sometimes it's a very small thing that will touch the hearts of other, of other people. And if, if, if with a one piece of watermelon, I can bring this man and his wife to the Lord, it'll be worth it. Amen. You just, just never know where we can be gracious and understanding and forgiving. And so, if you, if you want to be thankful, get around people that are thankful. Amen. If you want to be loving and understanding, get around people that are loving and understanding. Yes. Yeah. But if you want to be a complainer and a griper, go to all those people at the water fountain. <laughs> and it will not help you. It will not help your day either. And so, if, and if you want to be a better Christian, just surround yourself with praying Christians. Amen. One of the things that I'm thankful for is for the, for the Christian praying friends that I have. Amen. They are worth more than all the stocks and bonds that I have. Because the stocks and bonds do not ever pray. They do not ever listen. They do not understand. But my praying, my praying friends do. Amen. And so all of a sudden, people become very important and very special because of how the Lord has molded them and helped help them. Psalm uh, 35, I will give thanks in the church among my friends and praise Him. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. Boy, the music here is great, isn't it? Woo! Boy, it got me ready. <laughs> Psalm 106. Praise the Lord and give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Amen. It's one thing to come to church and praise the Lord. But it may be very difficult for you in, in your home on Monday morning. Or as some children whose father come in a little drunk and angry on Saturday night it may not be so easy to praise the Lord. But the good news is, whatever the circumstance is, the Lord is going to give us all that we need to get through that. Amen. Speaking of being thankful, I'm so glad I had a chance to know Milam Hesse. Amen. Mm. There are just some people, some people that have make a real impression on us because of their spirit and what what they do. Uh, I noticed that uh, you know Thanksgiving doesn't have to be just today. Amen. The mark, the description of a Christian is we can have Thanksgiving. Every day. Amen. Every day. I was thinking about, you know, uh, maybe you have invited friends to your house and you've dusted and swept and cleaned and everything. And you just, you, you just kind of hope that when they get there, they're going to notice how you have prepared and so forth for that. Have, have you ever thought about that the Lord is hoping and longing for you to notice something about Him. I think the Lord is wanting us to see His goodness. Amen. His goodness. Yes. 
makes all the world makes all the difference in a world where there's some badness. I th I think the Lord is wanting us to notice that His justice. I know sometimes people say, well, I don't understand why that was. I thought God was a God of love. He is. But most parents here today would say, yes, I love my child when they're good, and I spank them when they're bad because I love them. Amen. Sometimes we do not have the right picture of how God loves us. Sometimes He has to straighten me up because of my attitude. And afterwards, I know what that, what that was. But what does that say? That says He cared enough to straighten me up. I think, I think on Monday, we could praise the Lord for His love. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrated His own love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Oh, if He hadn't, we wouldn't be here today. Amen. If, if He hadn't, we would, we would not be forgiven of our sin. If He hadn't, we, we would not be secure in our salvation. If He hadn't, we, we would not have the Holy Spirit within us to guide us and strengthen us and help us and teach us every day. Amen. If, if He had not, we would not be looking forward to coming to church and being with our brothers and sisters in Christ and be an encourager and be encouraged by them. And if, if you're over 70 years old, you can also be thankful that the next place you're going is very wonderful. Amen. Yeah. And just remember, there are people, maybe in your family, and surely where you work or go to school, there are people that right now, if something happened to them, they would not be going to heaven. That's why you are where you are. And that's why you're who you are. That's why you work where you are, where you live where you are, with hate and everything. That's why you're there. Because with God's grace and help, we must get them to Jesus Christ before it's too late. And one of these days, it's going to be too late. You know? Yeah. The same God that made heaven is a God that made hell. And there's a lot of people, a lot of people do not even know about the love of God because they were not reared in a home around people that loved God. But do you realize that some of you that teach public school and some of you that teach uh, classes of children in, in the home and in the church, do you realize you may be, you may be the only person that loves them with the love of God. Amen. They may come from a home that all they know is Buddha. Have you ever looked at a Buddha? It does not speak. It does not see. It does not touch. It does nothing. I am so glad that my parents brought me to Jesus Christ instead of Buddha or Allah. I am so thankful. I could have I could, I, 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 I could have been born in Kenya, Africa and never heard about Jesus Christ in my whole life. But, thank God. Thank God 
the way that the Lord has surrounded us with the people that encourage us and are encouraged. On Tuesday, we could thank the Lord for His faithfulness. Wednesday, for His mercy. Thursday, for His grace. Friday, for His holiness. Saturday, for His wisdom. Sunday, for His presence and His supremacy. You see, we have so much to be thankful for. Uh, I brought today a little uh, thing. When uh, I was leaving as your interim pastor, I said, we're not going to have a special offering. We're not going to have any of that. We can just say thank you. And uh, somebody instead brought this little uh, statue, sculpture of a pastor with a Bible. And every time I see this, I thank God for you. Amen. You see, sometimes you can do or say something in someone and it is a blessing for a long time after. Because every time I see this, I think of you all and I thank God for, for you. Uh, I noticed that... Uh, the other day uh, I'm thankful for the taxes that I pay because it means I am em employed for the clothes that fit a little too snug because it means I have enough to eat Amen. for my shadow who watches me work because it means I am out in the sunshine Amen. I am thankful for the spot I find at the far end of the parking lot because it means I'm still walking. <laughs> I'm thankful for the alarm that goes off in the early morning hours because it means I'm still alive. Amen. Mm. Sometimes we that know the Lord and have a Bible and by the way the longer I live, the more I realize the most important book in all the world is the Bible. Oh! I am... I just... The more I read it, the more I want to read it. The more I know about the Lord, the more I want to know about the Lord. You know, it's kind of like when you, when you get married, you hardly know Him, but the, the more you know Him, the more you love Him. I, I'm, I'm thankful this, this morning that that uh, the Lord has just been so kind to us. We're, we're, we're thankful for His birth. Amen. We're, we're coming up on Christmas. Do you realize we would not have Christmas if it had not been for Jesus Christ and Christianity? Do you realize that? Yeah. And not only are we thankful for His birth, because of Him, we're thankful for our birth. We have been born again by the grace of God. And then uh, we're, we're thankful uh, for his life. Uh, in in uh, Mark 6, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, I'm thankful for his life, his teaching, his sinless, his miracles, his wisdom. But I'm also thankful for the life that He's given me. 
We have new life in Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, He chose us when we were not even looking for Him. You, you, you realize that? Most of us, the Lord found us when we weren't even looking for Him. But God made the circumstances and the people and we have new life in Jesus Christ. We're also thankful for His willingness to die on the cross for our sins. But God demonstrated His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so... That's why that Christ in our heart gives us the ability to be kind and understanding and loving and make a sacrifice that others may know the Lord. It is. Many times it's when we, quote, are sacrificing that the Lord is using us in the most way. And some, some, sometimes we, we just come in and sit down in church. We enjoy the music and so forth and so on. And on Thanksgiving we come for the meal. And I know nobody came here just for the meal today but me. But <laughs> folks, the gospel is not just for studying and hearing. If I read it, the gospel is to be preached and shared. Amen. It is not to be kept a secret. And so I have to ask you, like I ask my, myself, I'm uh, sitting there in the break room with the nurses of the hospital. Boy, that's a new life, let me tell you. You'll learn a lot from nurses. Some things you will not want to repeat, but you will learn a lot. Of, but I'm sitting there thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, which ones at this table I need to speak to before it's too late? You see, that's why you are where you are. You see, that, that makes that place and that job, which may not be very interesting or it may even be boring, but let me you're there because the Lord has a very important mission for you. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try you on something because I think, I think you all... So I'm going to ask you just to... Uh, Alan, play real good attention to this one. I think we talk a lot about the love of God. But lately, I have been studying about the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. And the longer I live, the more I see the value, not of just knowledge and understanding, but wisdom. Because if you have wisdom, you'll make the right decisions. If you have wisdom, you'll go to the right places with the right people to do the right things. And unfortunately, many do not. For 13 years, I was chaplain out here at state prison. At all times, we had at least 2,000 men that had not made wise decisions because they weren't in good places with good people doing good things. Watch it. Watch it. Let me tell you, sin is very enticing. And sin will plead to your selfishness. Isn't it interesting that one of the most popular things we had today is selfies? Mm. What kind of culture is this? Just think, if your mother and father were always doing selfies, 
You wouldn't have who you are and where you are today. You wouldn't have any meals. You wouldn't have a clean house. You wouldn't have any money. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have a house if all they did was hmm, selfie, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ will change your into an a other centered self that is not. I love that book by Max Lucado. It's not about me. It's all about him. Amen. It's not about me. It's all about him. Tell your teenagers that every day of their lives. Because by the time they're 12 until they're 18, they still think they're God. They still think it is. But one of those days, if you keep saying, it's not about you, honey. It's all about it. One of these days, that will soak in. And it will become that. Wisdom. Oh, the depths of the riches and the wisdom of the knowledge of God. How unsearchable is His wisdom. Uh, I read this from uh, Chip Ingram. This is not new with me. Okay, He was saying about a, a, a Bible teacher that said, My friends, the wisdom of God tells us, listen to this, tells us that God will bring about the best possible results by the best possible means for the most possible people, for the longest possible time. That is the wisdom of God. And when you are in a circumstance and you think, what in the world, or why, or this hurts, or whatever, just remember, believe Him because He is bringing about the best possible results have you ever been looking for a job and you went to the wrong place and you got a job? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For, the, for the best possible means, and some of that may be very uncomfortable for you and me while that's going on, but for the most possible people, for the longest possible time. What would it be like now? Just... Think, think with me. What would it be like to believe that God was allowing the people and the circumstances in your life right now to do something through you and in you, in your home, your family, your marriage, your work, your church, that could not be accomplished any other way? The wisdom of God what a difference it would make, listen carefully, in your most difficult circumstances, if you could believe that God knows what He's doing, that God is all wise, and you would surrender and commit that to the Lord, realizing that, Lord, I do not understand, but I know by Your wisdom, this is the best thing and the best thing. What a difference it would make if you and I really believed, will you listen to me? What a difference it would make if we really believed that your most difficult problem or people, the one you do not understand, the one that you're overwhelmed by, the one that causes you to want to give up, was allowed by your loving, wise Father. What if we really believe that? 
What if we live that believing that instead of, well, if that's a God of love, I don't want anything to do it. Well, I don't know what. I've gone to church and I've prayed and I gave my tithe and I still have cancer. Or, watch that. Watch that because what that says is, I do not believe that what's happening to me is really the best possible results by the best possible means for the best possible people in order for the will of God to be done in my life. Amen. What if you and I believed everything in my life, in your life, right now was a part of a wise plan by a wise loving God? Your worries, your anxiety, and your blood pressure would go down. We got any anxious people here today? We got any worried people here today? Got any people that are taking medicine for high blood pressure? What if? What if you believed everything in your life right now was part of the plan of a wise and loving God? Paul and Silas are in Ephesus and they're preaching the gospel and there's a woman, it's always a woman, that is following them and she's saying, these people, these people are the messengers of the Most High God. Now this is, this is in a very uh, pagan, idol-worshipping place and this this woman, for some reason, has that gift of telling the future. And so the people that uh, she belongs to are making money from her. All of a sudden, Paul the Apostle starts, he turns around and he says, In the name of Jesus Christ, that demon must come out of you. Amen. She can't tell the future anymore. Uh-oh. We got the pocketbook right there. They bring him to the judge. They put guilty, they put him in jail, and before they put Paul and Silas in jail, they beat him after that, and then they put him into prison in the stocks. Oh, can you just imagine how raw their back is? How much, how much they're... And Preacher, brother. guess what though? In that pain, in that abuse, in that terrible circumstances, there's a jailer and his family that need the Lord. Some of the pain that we're going through is so that something very wonderful can come out. Is it amazing how far God will go to reach a jailer in Ephesus? Isn't it amazing how far God went to get your heart and your life and your attention? Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that for that one criminal on the cross, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, would go through that abuse and that beating and that brutal suffering death on the cross in order to be able to say to that one, that not a hundred, but to that one man, today you'll be with me in paradise. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. 
That is a wise, loving God. Oh. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come today. Please forgive us of the times that we complained, that we did not